You are listening to episode 182 of This is Type 1. Today we're talking about how to start new habits. First off, I think we should really define a habit is just something that you do repeatedly based off of a cue that you have in your life, a desire to do that thing that your habit is, a routine, which is actually the habit itself, and then a reward you get from doing the thing. So a really, really simple explanation or illustration of the habit loop, which is what they call it, is entering or exiting a room and turning on the light. Like if you think about it, whenever you enter a room, your hand automatically goes to the light switch and you turn on the light switch because your desire is for the light. The routine is flipping the light switch and the reward you get is a room that has light in it. And it's really obvious how much of a habit this is when the power goes out. Because you'll enter a room, you'll know the power is out, but you'll still flip the light switch. And like, how many of us have done like, oh, I know the power is out. Why did I just flip the light switch? Well, it's because you have a habit ingrained in your brain for when you enter a room that's dark, you want to flip the light switch on. And this is going to be the same with any other habit we have. It's always going to be some kind of cue, some kind of desire, a routine that we execute, and then some kind of reward that we get from doing that behavior or that action. What's key with changing bad habits, and we're talking about this in the context of just of starting new habits, but sometimes we want to also break bad habits, but we don't ever really break habits. We actually replace them. So when we're going into trying to break or replace a bad habit, we want to change the routine that we do and the desire that we have, or not the desire, the reward that we get for that habit. So a really good example of this is in Charles Duhigg's book. I think it's called The Power of Habit. He talks about he had a bad habit of going to, I think it was like his company break room, like lunchroom, and getting a cookie and talking with his coworkers. And he ended up having to go through the process of figuring out what that whole cue, desire, routine, reward was to find out that the reward he was really getting was conversation with his coworkers, not the cookie. And so he decided to basically change that habit or replace that bad habit of getting the cookie with just going and talking to his coworkers. So we have to replace the behavior and the reward that we're getting from those habits with something that's better for us. And it's going to be the same with type 1 diabetes. Jess, do you have any comments on that? Yeah. And it's not so much about necessarily breaking a bad habit. It's another way to think about it is also to to just change the habit that you have. So if you don't necessarily like want to make a huge drastic change you or a huge drastic break of a habit, you can just change it slowly over time so that either replaced or eliminated from the behavior that you want to change. Yeah. And I mean, the first step with any change in your life is actually identifying the change that you want to make. And that takes some level of awareness. You have to know that you're doing something in your habit routine that you want to stop doing or change doing. And so once you identify that change, like Jesse said, it's it's better to make small steps towards something than it is to try to make a huge change all at once. Because when we try to make huge changes, we end up quitting faster than we think we otherwise would because we're trying to introduce such a massive change to our lives. And that kind of leads into making it past the quitting stage. As we record this in January of 2023, we are about four days away from Quitter's Day of 2023, which is what people calculate as the day that most people are going to stop their New Year's resolutions. And I think this year was January 16th. And so 
If you've made it past January 16th with all the new habits and all the new things you're doing for 2023, then congratulations. You made it past the quitting stage. But I think that most people, when like they make it to the stage that it's hard, they are going to quit because it's not easy to install new habits. Anybody who tells you that it's easy to install a new habit is lying to you. (laughs) Jess, do you have any comments on that? Yeah. And also, if somebody says, Oh, I was able to change this in like five days, they haven't had that enough time to go through their quitting stage yet. So if somebody is like, Oh, I just changed, I just changed my whole diet, or I just changed, I just changed it, you should too. Or yeah, it's really helped me. Ask them how long they've been doing that change for. Because if it's less than that, what did you say, 16 days? Yeah, 16 days is January's. Yeah. So if they haven't made it past that 16 day mark, don't even bother listening to what they're saying now. Ask them about it two weeks from that point. So that then you can ask them and be like, Oh, you're still sticking with it? Or, Oh, wow, you gave up and that's okay. <laughs> but definitely making it past those 16 days is huge. And you can get a calendar too and like mark the 16 days off or have a countdown. Make it enjoyable for yourself so that you can be like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. I made it through today. And then not worry about the rest of it. And I would challenge you not just to go 16 days, but and not even 21 and not even 30, but go 90 days. Because most people think that you can install a habit in 21 days based on that story about some plastic surgeon who calculated that people get used to their new faces within 21 days. And that's... Please read the habit research. That's not actually how you install a habit. That's just what your what your brain does. But you can... As my business coach says, you can hold your breath for 21 or 30 seconds. It is a really hard thing to do to hold your breath for 90 seconds. So we can grit our teeth and we can make it through 30 days. We can make it through 21 days, but our habits are not installed by then. We need to go through the hard work of actually doing the things over and over and over again, make it through 90 days to really make it so it's actually installed in your life. And my business coach is not the only person who talks about it like that. The full focus uh, community from Michael Hyatt and company, they make the full focus planner. They also recommend to do something for 90 days. That's why their planners are quarterly planners, or they encourage you to take the time to actually install a habit over that whole period of time so that it gives you enough time for it to feel easy. And when it starts to feel easy, that's when it's technically installed, but it's not, it might not be permanent yet. And if you think about it, the only time that a habit stops becoming a habit is if we stop doing it. And if we stop doing it for, like a week, it's not a habit anymore. Even if you took the time to install it over 90 days, you might have to reinstall that habit because it's only a habit as long as you do it. All right. So challenging yourself for 90 days is huge. And to make that easier on yourself too, is definitely having like a visual cue of how much time do I have left? Because that's what our brains do naturally is like look for those visuals or have something tangible to go with that. So a good way to do it is have a calendar or mark off every day that you complete your new or changed thing that you're doing for yourself. Eventually it becomes easier and easier. And probably by the time you've reached those 90 days in your calendar, you're not even going to realize that you haven't been marking it off on your calendar, but you're still doing that habit that you've changed. And by the time you've made it past 90 days or whatever, 
amount of time you've set for yourself to install that habit, by that point, it becomes part of your routine. And your routine is just the thing you do every morning, every evening, like you have routines around everything. And if you're trying to install a habit, getting to the point where it's actually part of your your routine is where the magic really is. All right. So adding to a routine can be really stressful, especially for people who the stereotype of, oh, I'm going to go start going to the gym every single day for XYZ amount of time every single day. And after those, before those 16 days, most people stop going to the gym because it's not a feasible thing that they can actually add to their routine. For example, people who work every day, a nine to five job, and also have a family that they have to go and take care of. Well, you can't go and take care, go to the gym for two hours in the evening time and still be able to maintain your normal sense of familyhood with your family without having some big adjustment in your life. So something that I've recently seen on social media is and going around a lot is just going. So just going to the gym for 20 minutes, going and walking on a treadmill for 10-15 minutes can make a huge difference because one, it does get you going in a routine of this is the time that I'm going to go. And these are the days that I can go. And this is, it also establishes how long you can go for as well. So, you know, if your kid has soccer practice at six, you get off of of work at four, or excuse me, your kid gets done at soccer practice at six and you drop them off at like four or something like that. You know, you can go to your kid's soccer practice, drop them off, go to the gym for XYZ amount of time just walking, just sitting there, maybe starting at 10 minutes and then going back and watching the rest of your kid's soccer practice. Something like that where it starts out small, so small, it's hardly noticeable is huge too because then you can lead to gradually getting more and more into your habit. And adding to your routine rather than taking away from it is probably going to be one of the most harder parts of changing your habit or changing your mindset about something. What makes it easier though is making it stupid simple. So whenever we're trying to do new habits or do new things or change our diets or implement exercise routines is we have the tendency to go big or go home. And then people end up going home because they're not making it stupid simple. And stupid simple might just mean you have committed to put your running shoes on before you leave the house. And that's it. And when you get good at putting your running shoes on and like maybe walking five minutes down the road and five minutes back, then you can move on to installing bigger and bigger things. So if if you're struggling to install something in your life, whether it's changing your diet, changing your exercise routine, whatever it is, start really, really small. Start smaller than you think is reasonable. And if you get to the point where you don't think that how small you are is reasonable, then you are probably at the right point. (laughs) We can also use that to habit stack. So if you already do something during the day, and you want to add something else to your day, think about natural things you can add to those like places. So one that I've heard a lot is when people's coffee is brewing in the morning, like do five squats, because you're just going to stand there anyway, waiting for the coffee to brew. So you might as well do something productive or helpful or whatever it is, so that every time you have one thing, you're stacking another habit on top of it. Yeah. And that's a huge way to also like slowly introduce a new habit into your routine without necessarily changing your entire lifestyle all at once, which is a lot to do and then keep it going. Like that's just 
as we're saying this, we're, we're trying to let you know that that's like nearly impossible to do. And it's okay that these smaller things are hard. And then you, once they're easy, you can make them harder. But another thing too, is to also write out a timeline or a game plan of when you're going to start your habit. How long are you going to implement that small habit and then add on to it? So a good example of this is like somebody quitting smoking, for example. So say they're going to quit smoking on January 13th, 2023. They stop smoking and for 90 days, but they can still chew tobacco gum or vape or whatever, something so that the habit becomes smaller. And then, okay, after those first 90 days or however long that the, that kind of like addiction goes away, they diminish that habit more. So taking out another nicotine-based product until eventually they're completely clean or withdrawn from the nicotine, don't rely on it anymore. So writing out your timeline of when it's going to happen, how long is it going to take, and sticking to it will be really, really good as to not necessarily shock your entire system when it's kind of changing a habit like that as well. And then starting on the actual start date you set yourself up for is huge too. Because if you don't start on that date, you're going to feel internally guilty about that habit that you're trying to change or you're trying to break or you're going to feel like, Hey, wow, I can't even start this. And that's okay to feel a little disappointed. It just shows you that you want to make that commitment. As I've heard many coaches say, if you're going to feel like crap either way, feel like crap and make progress. I'm going to have to use that. (laughs) But yeah, so basically, even taking like baby steps in a habit over a certain amount of time is huge if you really want to make a long term lifestyle change or change a habit that you already have that you want to change anyways. All right, now it is your turn. What are some new habits that you want to install over the next 90 days? Could be type 1 diabetes related and it could not, but either way, we would love to know. So tell us in the show notes, comments, or join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com slash community. I can't wait to see you there.